Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Vosset Talks. I'm excited about today's episode. We are in episode four. I can't believe we've made it this far. I was talking earlier to uh, George about this, and I was like, man, I didn't know how long we were going we're, we were to keep going with this. But thank God there's a fourth episode. And today's guest, I'm excited. But before I introduce him, uh, I just want to remind you, we are in three different platforms. The first platform that I want to talk about is YouTube. So we want you to help us out by subscribing to the channel and pressing that notification button. We don't do this so you can make us famous and this and that. No, like I've said before, this is a platform that we are trying to use for your voice, not my voice, your voice. Number two, Spotify. Make sure you go out there and follow us. If you are a follower of Spotify, if that's your your love, or you like to hear music, uh, podcasts, etc. Make sure you follow us. And number three, Apple Podcasts. We just got on that one last week uh, from our previous episode. So we are excited about that. But let's go in into this episode. I'm excited uh, to present to you uh, the guest for today. Uh, we've known each other for, I think, three years. But from day one, uh, I, I believe God did something special in our lives. Uh, believe it or not, he's been a, a huge inspiration to my life. Uh, the, t- the topic for today, he has, uh, by seeing him work, it just shows me, uh, it doesn't matter where God places us. We are here for one purpose. And one of the purposes that we are here on this earth is to serve others. And that's something that our young generation is slacking on. We want people to serve us, but what about us? Are we serving these people? How are we serving them? And this young man, this guy, my friend, my brother, uh, he's inspired me in that area. So ladies and gentlemen, I want you to put your hands together wherever you are at. And today's guest is Josue de Quesada. Come on, ladies and gentlemen, clap, clap, clap. What's up, my guy? How are you doing today? It's a humbling thing to hear from you, from somebody like you. (laughs) <laughs> no, dude. Come on, man. It made my heart warm. <laughs> Bro, no, I mean, it's, it's real, man. Since day one, man, you, you've been an inspiration to my life. Uh, and th- the thing is, a lot of the times we think that we have to get inspired by older people, but you're younger than me. And it just, it, it, it just shows a lot. And since day one to today, I've seen the growth that God has done in your life. But before we go into anything, how you been, my guy? Been pretty busy, man. Been keeping the the worst year for the rest of the world has been the biggest busiest kind of exact year yeah for for some of us here at the at the church and i'm sure you know all about that but uh yeah yeah yeah. running around and and trying to trying to do what we can dude i I feel like 2020 is just the year that we got out of our comfort zone oh yeah like, I feel like the church in general, and I just, because uh, obviously we both, are, our parents are pastoring churches and stuff like that, but as as a church in general, all over the world, I think we as a church were too comfortable with how things were rolling. We got too comfortable with how we had things. If, if, we, don't, if we don't have the resources to have uh, online, to have uh, this production or this equipment, ah, it's okay, we're gonna live with it. But this pandemic just took us out of our comfort zone. and and made us value or see more value the things that we have but um but i'm excited to have you today man and I, like i told you this week when i texted you about, well we were gonna do this last week but i know you had a busy week and stuff like that but i'm glad we're doing it this week last week i was chillaxing <laughs> this dude was right bro I, I need one of those man you were just dude you were living life man you were living the best life Cancun huh? was beautiful I know, man. I know it is, man. It's it's beautiful, man. And this is the perfect time. This is the perfect time because everything is cheap, bro. It's, it's like it's a beautiful time to, it's a beautiful time to travel and and whatnot. But how are your parents? How's the family? How's the church? Well, my family actually, uh, they got COVID like two months ago. Yeah, yeah, I know. They have recovered and they they've been uh, they've been doing a whole lot better, but. Those two months ago, I I had to move out of the house. I stayed in a hotel. uh, Yeah, man, because, you know, if they're sick, somebody's got to keep keep this place running and they'll get the word and be able to keep our doors open. And now that you say that, dude, let's go into the whole topic. The topic for today is serving or serving others. You said something key. You're like, this had to keep going. 
And that's when you have a heart of, of a servant, somebody that wants to serve, you take on the challenge. So the, how long were your parents and, well, the whole family, all three of them, right? Your parents and your sister, correct? How long was it that they were, how long was it that they were in, in quarantine? Two weeks, a little bit over two weeks that they were uh, staying. Okay, so, so my question is this, during those, a little, like, let's say two and a half weeks of you having to make sure the church is running, make sure uh, the service, uh, the days that you guys gonna have service and stuff like that, keep rolling. What was your first thought or what was your mentality? What, what was your, the mindset that, that you went into this, knowing that at the end of the day, you were the one that was gonna have to run up and down from one side to the other side to make sure this is running, make sure this is going good. What, what was the type of mentality that you had? Well, let me tell you, uh, it was a pretty rough week because I did feel, I, I like to think this pastoral life is not for the faint of heart. This, mm-hmm. this life of, you know, serving and, and being of service to other is a very solitary, is a very solitary life. And I'm sure you know yeah, exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. It's yeah. pretty lonely sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt a lot of weight on my shoulders, but at the same time, I think that was one of the weeks that we got uh, a lot of physical labor here in the church done. We, we finished our uh, new entrance. And while we were building that entrance, I mentioned to my dad to build a stage up there. So that week we finished a stage up there and now we can have our services outside and uh, have the drive-in service, you know, go well and everybody be able to stand up there and have the whole band up there and everything. Oh, wow. It was a, it was a very labor-intensive week. So it was, it was no vacation, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, I think I just, I got to the point where I knew if I stayed home, I couldn't, I couldn't be here. I couldn't be around people. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't, I can't come here, you know, potentially expose someone. Or even if I'm not yeah, necessarily yeah. exposing someone, I am going to put the fear of God into some people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I didn't want to scare anybody or, or uh, make anybody feel like, well, I can't be around him because of his family. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I to separate myself so that I could still be here, you know, doing mm-hmm. what, what matters most. I mean, before family, it says God comes first, man. That's what I'm talking about. Take care of the family too, but and 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 that's one of the things that I that I've liked about about you guys as a family as a whole, that you guys are kingdom first, and and the Lord is like you guys rep that that verse from the Bible like so hardcore. Like we've had a fellowship, our family with your family, and and most of the conversations or half of the conversations is it's putting God first, and I feel like that's what allows the Lord to be able to fill us up with that grace and a lot of things happen and people say you don't deserve it you're not you shouldn't have it there's other people that do deserve it but because you guys have really separated that God in first place and family comes after the Lord is able to do what it is that he has to do but one of my questions is this like I said you've we met if, I, if I'm not wrong, we met back in 2018, almost, three, uh, yeah, two years, two years ago. I remember it was the first time, yeah, first anniversary or seventh. No, 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 it was 18 because Voss had started in 2017. And then you guys came out for the first anniversary, you and your sister, you guys came out. Uh, your sister was leading worship with my sister that weekend. And that's when we met and stuff like that. But there came out after that moment, we still connected, we still kept talking and whatnot. But then you guys came back in 2019, last year, uh, you guys came back for the second time. That's when we really got to connect even more. That's when your family, your parents, and my, my, my parents started connecting as well, like through the phone and then your parents came down here and stuff like that. But what I've seen from the day that I met you is that service that you've had. Uh, the times that you've came to the church and stuff like that, one thing that 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 I that just I'm like in shock and still in shock. I even talked to my parents about that. You come and you you tell me, hey, I'm here to serve. Whatever you need from me, you tell me and I will do. As what if I don't know how to do, I'll figure it out. But I'll do something. 
I remember one of those times we were having difficulty with our sound and, and you told me, bro, give me a day. Let me see what you got and let me see what I can do. And you did it. Where does that service come, come from? Like, where, where, where's that heart of, of a servant come from? Where, where's that, that, that strength to say? Because a lot of the times, man, when, when, when people are placed in a high place, like when the leadership in their church and they go to a different place, they get so used to like having or leading other people that when they go to another place, it's hard for them to say, hey, let me help, let me give service. But with you, it's it's the opposite. You like, you're constantly, let me serve, let me serve. Where does that come from? Let, let me say, let me start out by saying this. There's a there's a saying here. It says, humility is not thinking of yourself any less. Come on. It's thinking of yourself less. Let's go. Let's go. It's not thinking any less of yourself. It's not like I'm I'm putting myself down. Yeah. To to help you guys, it's just me not thinking of myself so much but honoring and and really just this is a kingdom thing it's not it's not a grace and power thing it's not a betel thing it's not a houston thing and it's not a dallas thing this is a kingdom thing so why would i feel entitled to show up to another church and if i know that you know, maybe I don't hear things correctly. Maybe I don't see things correctly. And if I have that knowledge, why not share it? If I have that, that, you know, I already have that in my system. I mean, I've been running sound. I've been doing video started when I was 13 and then started touring after that. And then, uh, I've been, so I've been doing it for quite a long time. It's about to be 10 years now that I've been doing this. I'm 22 right now. And, uh, for the last, I think six or seven years I've been doing it more on the road and and doing gigs so if I already have that knowledge and I'm doing it for other churches and for events and I'm uh, you know I'm also making money doing this why not put my knowledge toward the kingdom in another church if I can see I can be of service here why not why not do it you know and, and uh, no, keep going keep going keep going no, 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 I'm sorry. It's clear. And uh, I just think, you know, it's a very not humble thing to do is to show up yeah. to another church just as, you know, okay, I'm here. <laughs> oh, I'm Josue. Hey, hey, guys. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm when I go anywhere and you saw it, too, when I went to Nicaragua, when I go anywhere, I'm there to get my hands dirty, to get my my jeans, to get grease on my jeans to get my my forehead sweaty do what i gotta do no matter what it is and if even if it is that you know in in media or in anything else because i think one of the things that has uh really marked me in my life has not only been uh what god has allowed me to learn through my own experiences but honestly i really do thank god for the parents that i have bro my dad is a 47 year old man and he works three times harder than I do. And I'm half his age. So I can't keep up. So me seeing that heart of service and, and him going above and beyond and out of his way to do things for the kingdom, for the church, but not only for this, this church here, but for our community all around. Dude, it's inspirational. It's It drives me. And... God has just been so good. And, and this year that uh, it seems like everything has gone, you know, wrong, where it seems yeah. like the rest of the world is, you know, hitting the fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Burning. God has shown us his faithfulness even more. And he's shown us that even even in the tough times, even in the in the hard times where it seems like, you know, you don't know when you're when you're going to be able to have a, a next service, you don't know what's going to happen next. You're at the mercy of, you know, the situation. And even in the times of, of, of uncertainty, dude, God has shown up in ways that we have never seen before. I'll tell you a quick testimony. Go for it, dude. We, uh, we've always been actually in our, our slogan of our church. It says grace and power. And then on top, it says una iglesia para las naciones. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Y
Yeah. So we always had that vision of uh, being in the nations and, and, you know, we didn't know how, how God was going to do it. And to us, I mean, we're, you know, we come from a Cuban background mm-hmm. and uh, we have uh, quite a few Mexicans in our church and we've actually taken a few uh, mission trips to Mexico. So we believe, well, uh, we know that God wants to take us somewhere. And what we're familiar with is Cuba and mm-hmm. Mexico. We're yeah. familiar with Nicaragua too, but you know, we don't really want to open up anything over there. We have, we have affiliates over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Friends. Yeah. We want to respect that and honor that too. So we were thinking, okay, Cuba, Mexico, what, what would be good? And God took all of that and made it his own. Dude, made it completely his own. And at the beginning of this year, we opened our first church across the world on the other side of the earth in Italy. Yeah. Yeah. You know about this. Yeah. Uh, we had no idea, you know, that it would ever come like that. And mm-hmm. God showed his faithfulness also because right when we were about to purchase the building or to rent the building uh, that we were going to host our services on, mm-hmm. the coronavirus hit. Dude, I remember. Yeah. 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 Four months of rent that we would have not been able to use. That's four months of rent that. God totally spared us of service that God totally spared us. And the same thing happened in, in Spain and in Spain, they've been meeting in a, in a backyard, but mm-hmm. who I, we would have never thought, you know, God was going to open a grace and power, Italy and a grace and power, Spain. And yeah. not only that, and I don't know, I'm sure you might know already, but uh, as of three weeks ago, we just confirmed we are opening up a third church and this time it is going to be on this side of the world but it, oh, really? again it's not where we expected we're opening oh. up a grace and power in brazil no way yeah breaking news ladies and gentlemen breaking news breaking news the little the little graphics <laughs> breaking uh. news so god has just shown up this year we not only opened the hardest year for all of the planet for everyone that's if you're alive and you're a human being right now you're probably struggling everywhere here God has shown up in such a faithful way and things that we've been trying to do for years you know we've been a church for 12 years now God is showing up on this 12th year on this 12th year like never before you know and this he's just shown us so much mercy and grace and that's because of that same thing our ability to be able to focus on uh, the kingdom not just what what can happen in grace and power because dude honestly i don't care if those churches in italy or in spain or in brazil are called grace and power or if they're called you know Piedad de Fer, uh, yeah you know whatever whatever name yeah just the fact that we are able to help pastors pastor all across the world and we can raise up a church we can bring it up financially spiritually and leadership that's a humbling experience yeah Yeah. dude and uh, look man and and that's the whole interesting part and and i'm about to ask you about something but the whole the way that you guys like do like ministry obviously every pastor has a different vision you feel me god has called every ministry to a different vision the vision that you guys have it's way different from the vision that god has given our pastors it's like that's every ministry but what i with the whole serving part I feel like you guys have served so much, not just to the community in Houston, but the com- the Christian community that God has said, all those seeds that you guys have planted throughout these years in the worst year with the, the title, because that's the title that you see it in the news, you see articles, you see this and that. The year that everybody's going to call it the worst year, that's where I'm going to f- give you the fruits of all the seeds that you've been doing. These 11 years that you guys did, and then the beginning of 2020, the first three months, all the serving, all the planting that you guys did, all the things that you guys did, but you guys didn't see anything in the worst year to the human eye, that's where I'm going to start giving the fruits. And and that's what I believe that a lot of the young generation has missed, it's that service. That they expect something in return, but now. They don't understand that God doesn't work in our time. He has his own agenda. 
And I believe that you guys have completely understood because you guys have that background of, of, of missionary. I mean, your parents, for example, obviously you have that uh, Cuba background, but you guys moved to Nicaragua for a year. Then you guys dropped everything over there because God told you, come to the United States. You guys have different locations where you guys felt in y'all's hearts, this is where God wants us. But God, at the end of the day, confirmed it's Houston where I need you guys to be at. But you guys still continue to return to these other countries, not just Nicaragua, not just Cuba, but you said of Mexico. And I believe that there's going to be more countries, more Latin countries and countries all over the world where you guys are going to take that service. But you can see the fruit of God, the confirmation of God. Like you said, casa, what is it? Casa para las naciones, correct? Una iglesia para las naciones. Una iglesia para las naciones. You can see that it's God just confirming the service that you have given these countries, I will make sure the fruit will not just be seen in Houston, but will be seen in these other countries. So dude, I remember the first time we met, it was 2018. Wasn't that Hurricane Harvey? Yes. Or 20, 20... Yeah, yeah, 2018. So this is where I come with the sermon. I don't know if people might not know this, but you y'all's house was like destroyed, like literally like destroyed you guys had to like re like remodel that home from the scratch i feel like in part it was kind of like a not a i don't want to sound like harsh but like a blessing because you guys got to be able to remodel the house to look better than what already was and whatnot nah. it was a blessing with a very dark disguise <laughs> there you go that's the one. yeah but th the thing is this what what impacted impacted me was this you guys delayed so long the the rebuild of that home and stuff like that to serve the community, not just the Christian community, but just the community in general. Uh, that was a hard time for Houston. Um, it was a tough time. Uh, I remember when the whole hurricane happened, uh, I saw so many things online, but until you, we met you guys during that time, you guys showed us pictures, showed us things that I was like, my goodness, like, like this is hard like it's not easy you know for so long you guys were sleeping at church uh you guys were i mean doing y'all's personal things i think if i'm not mistaken at church and stuff like that but what was it that pushed you to want to like serve first the community and then worry about yourself because i mean honestly like i can say right now no i'll put the community first blah, blah, blah. but when you're in that situation that's when you're really being tested. So how, how was that moment? What, what, what was the mindset? Again, I come back to that mindset for you to say, Hey, we're going to worry about the community first. We're going to rebuild Houston. And then we're going to, God's going to take care of the rest. Like, how was that? Well, you know what? Let me tell you at first, it was definitely very, very difficult going back into the house and, uh, seeing everything absolutely uprooted, uh, having to tear down walls and uh, take down everything. You know, we lost yeah. uh, so much in one single blow, just like that. But uh, we even, we even, we had to move into the church. We were living here for six, I'm sorry, eight months. I, <laughs> I think it was eight months. We we're living here in, in uh, rooms upstairs in the other building. And so every day it was here. It was working and it was hauling for, for our community and for whatever we could do. But we simply believed that, okay, we, we got flooded. We, we lost, you know, a lot. But how many other people in Houston are going through the same situation? So it's it's very easy to go up to somebody and tell them Jesus loves you and tell them, Hey, uh, you know, God is good and he will bless you. It's very easy to say that, yeah. Yeah, it is. but it's a, it's a whole nother thing when you can show that, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's like, uh, when ministering, it's like having a key into someone's house, literally, because if you knock on someone's door and you tell them, Hey, let me preach to you about my Jesus. They're going to slam the door right back on you. <laughs> so we took that opportunity to knock on the door and say, hey, let me help you. And by the way, let me tell you about how much Jesus loves you. 
He loves you so much that he sent me to help you right now. I know that you're struggling. I know that you are also in pain and in despair because you just lost your home. You just, you just lost maybe even a family member and you don't know what's going on. You don't know what to do, but let me tell you about my Jesus and let me help you not just receive physical blessings, but a salvation, you know? So in that, in that moment in time, like we actually our our church right now, I'm in the temple. Our church uh, didn't have carpet or anything. It was like a, like a gym floor at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, we said, all right, let's go ahead. I mean, we're going to turn this, this church into a distribution center. So we started out with one trailer full of bread. We, we went to another church and they didn't really want to distribute it. And uh, we, we said, hey, we'll handle it. Like, we'll, take your, we'll take all your bread. And we went with that trailer through the neighborhoods, just knocking on homes, knocking on doors and telling them, hey, how can, how can we help? Can we give you some bread? You know, we want to feed you. And God took care of the rest and he provided the rest. And at the, like, maybe two weeks in, this whole church, halfway, it was full with pallets. Like, you could not walk through the pallets. We had to take pallets out to just to walk through here. Yeah, I've seen pictures. I've seen pictures on that. Yeah. Our church itself was full of water, food, pillows, uh, strollers, baby supplies, anything that you could possibly think of. And people would drive in and they would pick up and be on their way and we would pray with them and not only would they come here but we would also do uh weekly twice a week missions to the neighborhoods where we'd fill up trailers and again just keep going and uh minister inside of the neighborhoods so we knew at that moment we couldn't sit on our hands when there was so much need we can't just sit here and uh sob about my loss when there's so much loss all around the town this is the perfect opportunity to not only help someone that's in need but help someone that's in need of salvation and, and, my, and the, the crazy thing is this is like and this is what i think in general the christian just battles with that we talk so much about faith about love about about success that god is going to give us this uh, the Lord is going to do this, yada, yada. But when that moment of difficulty comes at us, when we are part of that difficulty, a lot of the people just lose that faith. They stop going to church. They stop serving. It starts, it starts like this. They start making excuses. No, I can't serve this thing. No, I can't do this. No, I can't do that. Uh, and then the lack of going to church, the lack of prayer, the lack of studying the word of God, etc. But I feel like that's the moment where God is just trying to give us what belongs to us. Like, I, I, I feel like... Let me pause you right there. Hang on, hang on. Because I, I want to hit this real quick. This Go for is, it. Now that you mentioned that and something that you mentioned earlier too is why did we put our house on pause? To Go for it. Others? Go for it. Why did we... So we put our house on pause, right? So our house for eight months wasn't even touched. It was just muck, mucked out. It was empty. And... That was it. Yeah. And everybody was trying to rebuild their homes and, and do, you know, everything that they could to get it done. Well, let me tell you this. In our service, it's there in the middle of our service, in the middle of our of our uh, times of helping the community and doing what we can for the community. Dude, God sped up the process of our home rebuild. We rebuilt our home so much faster than any of the uh, we were actually the first people in our neighborhood to be back in our house and we were the last to come in wow you know all yeah. around the area all of the homes around the area that got filled we were the first people back in our house already so that just goes to show you the favor of god come when on, you just say yes when you just say look i'll put my things on hold if you'll take care of me so we trusted in that and we believed in that and that's how god handled it I just wanted to touch on that. I'm sorry, friend. No, no, and and that, I felt and, like that was that was an important thing to talk that about. That was that was one of the things that I was going to ask you because the thing is this: it's like what people don't understand is that technically you can say Jesus did the same thing. The Bible says that he left the kingdom to come to earth, and because well, God, you can say his son made his son. He came to earth for what to serve others he knew he had a deadline he knew that there was a deadline nobody knew about the deadline but him he mentioned it like the day will come 
or I shall no longer be with you guys. But he made sure that in that time that he had, he was going to serve. He was going to preach. Why? Because after the, t when the deadline would come, the three years and a half that came, he returned back to earth. He knew that what he preached was going to start to work. And I feel like you guys have represented that service, that serving, that service for others in a perfect way. Like you said, we put a pause for eight months. You guys didn't touch your home for eight months. You guys didn't touch it, but you guys kept serving the, the community. You guys kept serving your, your church. You guys kept serving other people. And then what does God do? His, his grace and favor is so big because of y'all's obedience that he said, I'm going to fix this quicker than what other people are taking. And I feel like that's what the young generation I'm going to touch right now is lacking on. It's We speak about faith. We, we talk about faith. But are we living in faith? And in this time that we are living right now, like, for example, on in, in our side, the, the church was put on hold for two months. You guys were kind of the same way. But then you guys, your, your parents, the pastors, the, the senior pastors, the, the leaders that God has placed in the church, they fall with Corona. They, they get the virus. So the enemy would say, hey, I'm putting them on pause. The church is going to stop because I know a lot of the leadership also was affected and stuff like that. So people would say, oh, man, grace and power. They're just going to get paused again. But yet what the enemy doesn't know is what God has under his sleeves, you know, and that's what people don't understand that God in the moment of difficulty, he has a victory. And people think that victory is only for the good times. Victory is at all times. If you believe, there will be a victory. And I'm pretty sure these two, three weeks that your parents were, were in quarantine, I'm pretty sure there were three weeks of revelation, three weeks of, of vision, three weeks of preparation for what God has in store. One, two, I don't know what your parents have been probably praying for over your life and these three weeks that they were in quarantine, God has worked with you. God has worked with your heart to humble it even more or to make it more sensitive to his spirit, more sensitive to his service. That way you can inject it into other people. Because I know that you're pastoring alongside with a couple of the young adults at your church. And I know that this is the time where our young adults are, are, are in a moment of, of, of direction into the purpose of God because they're, they're in a moment of crisis. That's how the world is calling it. And you demonstrating your service that you do, not just for the church, but literally for others. Because it's like this. Most Christians would say, I want to serve the church, not serve somebody I don't know. But your mentality has been, if I can serve the church, I can serve, for, I can serve those that are not in the church. And I feel like that's a mentality that we need to return because Jesus, his focus was spread the word of my father. Let people know about him. Let people know that salvation is near them. Salvation is in front of them. And I feel like that service that you give, that, that, that you, you said a key, a key thing, you honor your father because you see the type of service that your father has done. And that just motivates you to go harder, to push harder. And that's why I, I like, I've seen your, I mean, your dad is like off the chain. That dude, I love that man. Yeah, I love that man. Like every single, every opportunity I get to talk to him, I like to listen. I like to catch on. I like to, I'm like a sponge just taking everything in. Cause it's like, I know that there's something that God will deliver through him for my life. And like I said, that service, I've always considered myself like a, a man of service. Like I give him my all when it comes to church, like I'm going to give it my all. It's not because my parents are pastors or because I'm a, it's just, that's the type of dude that I am. I'm, I'm a dude that I like to serve and give opportunity. But in your case, it's just a whole totally different thing. Cause my whole life I've given my service at church. But when I see you, you don't just give your service in your church, in your home, but you give your church to as many, as many people as you can. And, and that's what I, I feel like we as a young generation need to take that on. That our service isn't just for one location. It's for all over the world. Whatever platform we have, whatever, wherever, where is it that we are finding ourselves? God wants us to serve in that area. 
Now, my question is this, what would you tell this generation or any person listening to us today that they, maybe they're finding themselves in a difficult moment? Maybe they were once a man, a woman, a young adult of service, but a difficult time came like this pandemic or something else and has that situation, that difficulty has told them, hey, where's that certain, like, my question is this, where did you find that service inside of you in your moment of difficulty during that hurricane? Because I know there's people going through a situation similar to yours or probably worse or probably not worse, but where did you find it? Like, because it's like, I can talk about it, but like, there has to be a moment that you have to find it. You know, like you have to find that service. Like, what did you do or what, what worked for you and you think that it could be a help for others? I think that it's very easy to get discouraged, but uh, something that kind of kept me going is I, I want to read this from 1 Peter 4, 10. Go for it. And I like the way that it says it in the Amplified Version. It says, just as each one, let's break this verse down because it's got multiple layers of just pure goodness, man. Just as each one of you has received a special gift, a special talent and ability graciously given by God, that's in quotations. Mm -hmm. Employ it in serving others and serving one another as is appropriate for good stewards of God's multifaceted grace, faithfully using the diverse and varied gifts and abilities granted to Christians by God's unmerited favor. So let's go back to the first part of this verse. And this verse is a, each one of it has received a special gift, a talent and an ability. It says this in, a, in quotations in, in Marks, a talent, an ability graciously given by God. So it tells me right here, God gives me abilities if I simply ask for them. We each have talents. We each have several, several things that we know how to do very well. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you one thing that I don't know how to do very well. I'm not a good builder. I need someone to, to you know, I know how things work, but I'm yeah. not a good builder. But I know that in our church, we have great builders that are willing to put their time, that are willing to put their effort to serve God in that way. And that's how they honor God, using their talents, their gifts, their God-given gifts. Me, I know how to play drums. I know how to smack things. I know how to you know, <laughs> install some speakers. I know how to you know, put up a video system. So that's what I know, the talents that I've been given. That's what I'm going to give my all to God. And it says here in another, in another part, after those quotations, it says, comma, employ it in serving one another as is appropriate for. That is a very particular part as is appropriate for good stewards of God's multifaceted grace. So as is appropriate for is because a lot of times we think, you know, oh, I have this talent and, you know, I've learned this now, let me go. And usually what happens and I say, this is, this is mainly a problem. And I'm kind of pointing the finger at myself and I'm sorry if I'm hurting some feelings here, but this is a problem <laughs> with musicians in the church, man. Yeah. This is a problem that we have. This is a major problem that we have is musicians in the, in the church get to church. God gives them a gift. They use it in the church. Then when they're that good, when they're playing, you know, right where God wants you to be, God wants you to be talented. God wants yeah. you to play. He loves listening to a cool piano. Yeah. yeah. He loves listening to a good guitar lick. You think he doesn't love, you know, that, you know, he loves when, <laughs> when a drummer's playing in that perfect pocket, when a bassist is uh, worshiping him, you know, he loves that. But then us as humans, we think I've gotten this good. I need to make some money off of it. Hmm. I've gotten this good. You know, what else can I do with this? And we, we tend to believe, well, I've gotten this good on my own, but we fail to really understand and see, okay, this is not just. Uh, my own kind of thing. This is a God-given gift. Yep. This is a God-given talent for me. So I need to use it in the appropriate way that a God-given talent is. Hmm. So we tend to search for money-making opportunities or, or places to to play and, and maybe it's not in a church. 
and that happens a lot with Christian uh, musicians, man. Yeah. And it's it's a sad thing, but mm-hmm. it's the truth. I'm sorry if I'm stepping on your toes. You know, <laughs> but you know what? I gotta tell the truth. Hey, so easy. I love that, dude. No, yeah. It it's is for true. us to get distracted and think my talent, I'm using it, you know, on my own. He gave it to us yeah. for what it is appropriate for to be a good steward of it. Because just the way that you have it, you can go play a gig. You can go play stadiums. Now stadiums are closed. Yeah. And guess who's guess who are the musicians that are getting paid now? The Christian musicians. Yeah. Guess who's not getting paid? All of these guys that went to go play with Katy Perry, with, <laughs> with you know, Jay-Z, all these guys that went to go play with Yeah man. You name it. They're just sitting there waiting. They're sitting there waiting for their next concert yeah. because they weren't good stewards of the gifts, the God given gifts on, that God man. gave to them. You know? And, and and I feel like that's that's one of the things that people don't understand. Like they think I mean God gives us talents for a reason and he wants us to use it for his kingdom. And look at this, Acts 20 35, and I'm gonna end it with this. It says at the end, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And I feel like that's something that we have to make sure that we as Christians take that in it's more blessed to give than to receive we're so uh we're 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 always there waiting for something we're waiting if i do something i want something in return and and jesus when he was walking on earth he came to bless he came to give he came to give to the people and i feel like that's one thing that you represent and and i honor you for that i'm pretty sure people tell you that but if they don't i'm telling you this right now Josue, i honor you for what you do man and continue to do it my guy dude i'm serious man like from day one when we met to today there's been a it's been like a switch my guy there's been a switch and and the awesome thing is every time we get to like hang out when you're over here or we're over there it's it's always a, a time of of inspiration uh, when when we come back on or when you guys leave, we always leave inspired. We end the night inspired. Like I've noticed something. I don't know if you've caught on, but we always end every meeting that we do, like our families and stuff like that. It's always we end it with prayer, and like each day it just gets stronger and stronger. I remember the one of the times when you guys were down here when when you guys came with Pastor Arsenio that night that I was at our house in the middle of the kitchen, bro. Like yeah, the Holy Spirit just hour, right? yeah, dude, like. Everybody was getting word and stuff like that, but it's just the whole thing of th- th- that's where I come at. It's like that inspiration that you give me personally that just makes me want to be better, makes me want to serve even more, makes me have a heart that is that has a, a passion for the people, you know. Because one thing is having a passion for the church, but another thing is having a passion for the people. And and I honor you for that. I honor your parents because they've, they've been a school for you. They've they've taught you this. And I'm speaking in general about you. They've taught this to you. That's their language. That's the that's the vocab that they use. And and I honor them as well. Your family, honestly, your your church. I've never been in a gracia y poder service, but I know pretty soon I will be. But I'm pretty sure I've been at, at a at a youth service, and I mean that's what you see, my guy. Like when I was there, like you can tell, like there's like that spirit of service, and I love that. And and keep it up, my guy. Keep going for it. And one, th- I remember one time I asked you, bro. So do you think you're gonna like? stop playing music and he's like nah man i don't care man like that youth service that i went you went from sound to jump into the drums to talk about the offering go back onto the drums and go back to the sound so it's like when i saw that i was like my guy is it's a dude of service like that's what he's about and and keep it going man the enemy is gonna want to rise up we've talked we've had conversations uh, every single time that we get, we try to like open up as much as we can, and we know the enemy is gonna rise up against us against because he sees the type of service that we do. But we, I thank the Lord for the prayers of our parents, but at the same time, the prayer of our church, uh, we that, that that those prayers go a long way. People think that those prayers might not go a long way, but they actually do. And I honor you, man. I honor you. But I want us to end this this uh, episode with the prayer, and I want you to lead it, man. And whatever the Lord puts in your heart, man, just drop it out, man. I know you are very sensitive uh, to the Lord. Uh, I, I, I knew you were sensitive, but when we did that Nicaragua trip in March, 
like that Saturday, I literally saw a different Josue, man. Like, I don't know if you remember that Saturday where the Holy Spirit just like dropped in. I had, I had never, never bro. Yeah, I had never, I have never seen a wrecked Josue, and that was my first time. So like, I could tell that I don't you are crying public, but. <laughs> But dude, like you can tell, like that was the Holy Spirit. So I want you to do that. End it off with the prayer and whatever the Lord puts in your heart, man. Just drop it, let it loose, and go for it, man. Lead it. Lord, I just want to thank you for Pastor Moses. I want to thank you for everything that you're doing through him, Lord. I want to thank you for the many multitudes that he's reaching through online and through physical touch and speaking, Lord. I pray that you give him strength to keep doing exactly what he's doing because he's on the right path, Lord. Thank you for the love of the word that you've instilled in him, Lord. Thank you for the love of of your perfect book, Jesus. Just to learn about you from that book, from from the from the back face to the front face, all the way around from the Old Testament to the New Testament. It's all about Jesus, Lord. And I've learned to fall more in love with that book through him, Jesus. I've learned to fall more in love with you through him, Jesus. And I thank you for the the many inspirational talks that we've had. And I thank you for the many moments of closeness that we've had with you while being together. The the moments of understanding of your kingdom that we've had together, Lord. And Lord, I also pray that the same understanding now be transmitted through these TV screens, through these computer screens, these phone screens, Lord wherever whoever is watching right now that they can understand and that they can feel the same passion that we have for you lord jesus that that passion be transmitted to them lord that the passion of service and of reaching others does not die here with our generation but lord right now with a generation that's losing hope that's losing the ability of seeing who you really are and who your heart is lord we pray that whoever is watching this right now be impacted by your holy spirit that they receive love right now and that their heart feel warm lord that you enter the room that you enter the room right now jesus and show your compassion lord we want to have a relationship with you before anything before we serve before we do anything before we go anywhere our most important thing is having a personal relationship with you jesus and right now I ask that whoever's watching this, Lord, feels that closeness from you, Jesus. Feel that feel that fatherly love that you have to give, Father. Lord, that anybody that has been discouraged or brought down because of the situation going on now or anything else that might be going on in their life right now, Jesus, we pray that you uplift their spirits, Jesus. That you raise them up with wings like eagles, Lord. That you give them new dreams and new visions, Father. Lord, I ask that today you bring a a feeling of certainty in who you are to whoever that is watching behind the screen, whoever you are watching behind the screen. God wants you to know that he loves you and he cares about you and he cares about who you are. But before serving, before giving anything to a church, to to anything we need to have a personal relationship with jesus christ it's not enough to serve and to to come to church we need to have a personal relationship with jesus christ come on because you will grow tired this is a hard long walk and sometimes it's a lot of uncertainty but i can guarantee you brother sister young person old person it doesn't matter who you are jesus will always give you the victory Even in the moments of uncertainty where we don't know what's going to happen next, Jesus comes out victorious. Stick by his side. And I pray that right now you receive the freedom that he has for you already in store and that your faith be increased, that your faith be increased through him. And I pray that, Lord, whoever it is watching right now, that they be just inspired and uh, that they feel a passion for service, not just coming to church and and, you know helping with the offering buckets or opening a door for for uh for uh uh, anybody but lord we pray that you give us a heart a true heart of service not just in these four walls but outside of these four walls yes thank you jesus for everything that you're doing and everything that you will continue to do through this time in your name we pray Amen. amen
Josue, I appreciate you, my guy, for being part of this episode. I know that there's many people that have been listening to us and watching us are going to get blessed. Uh, they're going to receive something. Those that have liked in service, that service is just going to increase. And hopefully next time, if there is going to be a next time, you're going to be part of another episode. Hopefully that one will be in person. I'll have you next to me. Hey, well, let me know. I'll make the drive up there, man. <laughs> No, no, no. Bro, I... <laughs> oh man i love you dude hey man and... let me say one thing before we go, go. For it. go for it's it. super i want somebody listening right now to understand this it's pretty to be up here it's pretty to be up here and look at the crowd and and see everybody's head and you think that's what service is i want to encourage you right now watching this it's not about el ministerio de alabanza it's about the ministerio de alabanza Alabando los baños, alabando los toilets, alabando los pasillos. Start with the smaller things. There you go, my that guy. That is a service. That's a I true think, service. I think the people in the back didn't hear you, man. Hey, man. El Ministerio de Alabanza needs help, too. Not just yeah. el Ministerio de Adoración y Alabanza. Hey, exactly. That's what I'm talking about, guy. I love you, man. And next time I know it's going to be in person, if I got to go up there, we're gonna go out there if you come down, whatever it is, man. That way we can have it in person. All right, my guy, I love you. Right, take it easy, dude. Love you too, man. Hey, what's up, guys? Thank you so much for tuning in to Vosset Talks. Uh, hopefully, this episode is a huge blessing to your life, the same way it's been a blessing to me. Uh, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, you give us a like, you give us a comment, and uh, share with somebody. And at the same time, if you're a part of the audio platform, Make sure uh, you share this audio with somebody, this podcast. That way he or she can receive what God has for their life. God bless. Muchas gracias por haberte entonado con nosotros en este episodio de Voce Habla. Uh, estoy muy entusiasmado en la próxima temporada que Dios tiene para ti. Pero no se te olvide de suscribirte a nuestro canal de YouTube. Darnos un like, comparte este video, darnos un comentario también en qué podemos mejorar. O si tú quizás puedes ser parte de este equipo y al mismo tiempo si sos parte del, del grupo de la plataforma de audio, asegúrate de compartir este audio, este podcast con alguien más para que Dios pueda también hacer algo en sus vidas. Dios te bendiga.